This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Chipper here on the uh, John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. We went back and forth last year, my friend, many times on Zimmer, Spielman. Spielman, Zimmer. So, I want to revisit because I looked up these draft choices. 2015, Rick Spielman, three defensive starters, two stars. Trey Waynes, while he was here, he was solid, right? Wouldn't you say a Trey Waynes? Very solid, yes. He was solid. Yep. Then Kendricks and Hunter, not the players they once were, but at times elite. Yeah. Yeah. All pros. Since then, here are your best defensive players drafted by Rick Spielman. From 2016 to 2021, wait for this hit parade. Mackenzie Alexander in 16, Adenabo in 17, Hughes in 18, Armin Watts and Chris Boyd in 19, Jeff Gladney in 20, and let's also point out Jeff Gladney was okay's rookie year, then in the awful situation with the law, and then he and he died, right? You know, but when mm-hmm. he played, yep. I mean, he's like in a separate category just because Everything happened. And there were questions about when he had the significant issues with the law, did they do enough in, in you know, mm-hmm. investigated him before picking him? Also in 20, Dantzler, Wanham, Lynch. Metellus is now a, a good special teams player. And then in 21, Patrick Jones and Cam Bynum. So Chip. And by the way, then this year, with the new regime, everybody's basically hurt as opposed yeah. to, Asamoah, and then he got hurt yesterday. So nothing for this year. So Zimmer, Spielman's last two, four, seven years, one starter, one defensive starter, Cam Bynum, then a part-time starter in Cam Dantzler. So that's the last six uh, Spielman drafts. Chip, you can't miss time after time after time after time and not have a talent problem. That doesn't mean I'm saying Ed Donatell is some star, but we got to have some balance of the Ed Donatell criticism and look who in the hell he's working with. Well, that's it. I mean, it's not just the scheme. It's not just a play caller. It's a combination of that, and their personnel is just not good. And we saw yesterday, because it because they have whiffed on drafts, that defense is old and slow, and they've had to um, plug it together with free agents that they brought in who, you know, we were all excited about Harrison Phillips. Great guy. Wonderful human being. He's not exceptional. He, he's just no. he's, he's kind of a guy. 
right? He's a guy. Zedarius, I think, Zedarius, the first half of the season was terrific. Didn't make as much of an impact after he got hurt. Shannon, can, can we stop on Zedarius for a second there? Yeah. What did happen, though? Like, I mean, you're right. First half of the season, he was comeback player of the year. He was yeah. on the fringes of defensive player of the year. And I got it I that know. he was injured for some of it. He was borderline invisible yesterday. Yeah, I don't know that um, the severity of the knee injury that he had, but he clearly was hobbled, and we could see that. And uh, he wasn't the same player. Um, and so they all eyes are on Quasi at this point because they've had yeah. so many failed drafts with their defense that I don't know how they're going to untangle this because you're going to have, like Eric Kendricks, I don't see him being back. I mean, he just – with his salary. Uh, but some of these guys that we're talking about, Kendricks, Harrison Smith, Daniel, uh, or uh, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, you have to really dive in there and see how much dead money they have because it's easy to say, right, let's just call them the veterans. But if they have a lot of dead money, it's not that simple. Like you can't just uh, sabotage yourself with a bunch of dead money. So they pushed all these problems – the Spielman regime down the line to kick the can down the line for someone yep. else to deal with. And now they have a mess on their hand because they have an older core roster and they've missed so badly with these last couple drafts that we were talking about this. We're about the Vikings. Now we just had to clean out uh thing in the, in the locker room. But before we went in there, we were talking with some writers, like what young guys on this uh, defense makes you excited? Zero. I mean, I just gave you six Brian years Osamoa? of maybe Brian Osamoa, but, but other than that, who? No, I mean, it, it, let's just let's be honest. Brian Osamoa has given you just a few plays and doesn't even start. You can't have six years of a draft and you get nothing. And you're so right on the dead money because people are saying, okay, get rid of Kendricks, get rid of Hunter, get all the guys you mentioned. Well, some of those guys, Chip, if you just cut them. Let's say they're making seventeen million. Well, if you just get rid of them, guess what? Their cap hits like nine million. Well, so well, I, think, I think I think Thielen and Harrison uh, Smith. I think theirs are over ten million. They're dead money. Yes, and so it's like that's uh, it's not as simple as like well these guys make a lot of money. Just cut them, and it doesn't work that way. And so, um, like I don't think Dalvin Cook. I don't think his the, the penalty would be uh, great for him, and I, I just don't see him being back because clearly this offense is not going to run the ball that much, and so you don't need a high-priced running back. But the, here's the other thing, Chad. When we look at this salary cap, you have a wide receiver that's going to get paid like a quarterback, and oh, by the he way, knows. and he's eligible for extension this year, and oh, by the way, the left tackle – is going to have a huge contract coming here pretty soon too in the next couple of years. He's going to have a massive. So you're going to have a wide receiver and a left tackle. You're not going to be able to have an expensive quarterback. I mean, you're just not. And, and so, and then how are you going to, you know, fix your defense, which tells me you have to really nail your next couple drafts. You have to. Or okay. this team's really well, going to suffer. Well, let's talk about this draft, Jim. They got four draft choices. You know, yeah, Spielman at this two, point, right? Spielman at this point would have nine. Teen seventh round draft <laughs> because they made so many trades. They got four picks. They got yeah. a first, a third. They have Detroit's fourth, and they've got a fifth. That's it. Those are yeah. all your picks. And you can sit there and say, and I get where you're saying, well, how much money can you pay 
the quarterback, well, well uh, at next break, we're going to talk about the last play. That guy was pretty damn good this year. No, uh, yeah. And I, I, what are you going to do if he's not your quarterback the next couple of years? Because Wilf number one and Wilf number two, they continue to tell us you don't want to take a step back. And if you got Justin Jefferson and you're about to pay him more than any wide receiver's ever been paid, do you really want to uh, trot out some retread quarterback, throw it to him? Well, no, that's the thing. I mean, Cousins, I think, will be the quarterback. I'm pretty next year. Um, there, there has to be a succession plan, though, because I just don't think – because Jefferson is going to be paid like a quarterback. He just is. I mean, you're talking about $25, $30 million probably when you see what this market's doing. Are you going to be able to have basically two quarterback contracts on your on your payroll? And guess what? The left tackle is going to make a massive – going to have a massive deal, too. Darisaw's in line for that. If he keeps progressing, so it's. I mean, this is a tricky situation that Quasi is facing right now, trying to figure out how to reshape this roster because it feels like that was the last dance, right? With that veteran core, it just felt like, you know, the competitive rebuild. I think they're. Yep. The rebuild part is coming, right? The rebuild part yes. is coming, and they got to figure this out. All right, the last play. And how it played out. We'll talk about that with Chip Scoggins in minutes here on CCO. Right back with Chip Scoggins from the uh, Star Tribune on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Chippers on uh, Twitter, at Chip Scoggins. Another excellent column in the Star Tribune today. We both believe that Cousins had a very good to great year. I think it's clear until the last two drives yesterday the Cousins was playing great. But then you get mm-hmm. to the last play. It's fourth and eight. You've already benefited from an absolutely atrocious roughing the quarterback call. I That could have been an all-time bad call if the Giants Terrible. lose that game. Terrible. Terrible call. So now it's fourth and eight, and you got and, – and I already watched – I watched the Kurt Warner video. I watched two yeah. other ones where people are breaking yeah. it down. The Warner one is worth watching, too. Because I think Warner yeah. makes a very good point about where Jefferson's lined up all by himself, you know, near the camera, right side, so it's easier to double him. You got Osborne and Thielen up top, and you got Hawkinson slightly split out on the JJ side. Well, Jefferson Jefferson's going to get double team. Hawkinson goes out short. Thielen runs kind of a meaningless route, maybe to take away yeah. potential. Uh, secondary coverage from Osborne. And as Dexter Lawrence, who's just a monster, is just destroying Ezra Cleveland like he's tossing the two of us around, mm-hmm. Cousins has to make a split-second decision. I am not defending throwing to Hawkinson. But yeah. he did not have a lot of time. I, and Ideally, if he could go back, he'd throw it to Osborne, who's just breaking yeah. open. But if your option at that point, Chip, is either Hawkinson, who had a great game, who's well covered, and he's five yards short of the first down, or you throw it to Jefferson, who's double covered, who, by the way, has one catch for four yards in the second half, I'm still throwing it to Justin Jefferson. Yeah. uh, I would encourage your listeners, if they haven't, try to find that Kurt Warner breakdown. It's like six minutes, but I I thought he just – really succinctly went through that uh, mm-hmm. entire sequence. Agree. And, and my takeaway, Chad, was it was a horrible play design for that Exactly. 
You, that a that was number two guy. where I was going. Um, and the reason why I, Cousins' reaction, and it looks like he panics, that was the accumulation of getting hit 11 times and him saying, I can't take a sack, I, whatever I do. But in that yes. situation, I think if he would have forced it down to Jefferson, I mean, when you watch it now, in hindsight, he should have gone to Osborne over the middle. That was the right, the right play. Um, I'm not sure he had time to look to Osborne. But that, yeah, I, when you freeze frame it, was it was you know he already was the pressure right there, and he just had to get rid of it. Um, I don't know if Osborne had you know cut in yet. Was he getting open? Um, but it was a horrible. First of all, those routes. It looked like it was fourth and twenty. The routes they were running. I mean. There was exactly. nothing intermediate. It was either way down the field or three yards. And I don't understand when Hawkinson's your best option and you had him chip off the line and just go three yards, why was he not going further down the field? I, I don't understand the whole concept of what they were trying to do. So I, to me, Cousins is getting a lot of blame, but I think Kevin O'Connell, just the play design for that situation was horrendous. I'm with you 100% because I spent some time on it the first two segments saying KOC – has been praised for so much this year. But let's be honest. Who hired Ed Donatel? Kevin yeah. O'Connell. Who well, wanted a 3-4 scheme with this defense? Kevin O'Connell. And he's done a lot of good things. But it is indefensible that Jefferson, you're able to get Jefferson the ball four times on the first drive and you surgically go down the field. And then in the second half, he gets one catch. And he gets, in the fourth quarter, as many catches as the two of us. Yeah. And, again, Warner knows it better than the, than us, but you're right. You bunch those three wide receivers. Then you make the, the double coverage so much harder, and you have a chance because two of those guys in Jefferson and Thielen are running such long routes and you know your your offensive line is getting yeah. smashed all day long, and they're not even blitzing as much as you expected, and they're still getting no. crushed. Well, and I'll say this too about O'Connell: that first drive was surgical. The way they moved down, yeah. the second drive, third and one, you throw a yes. pass yes. from Justin Jefferson to Kirk Cousins. What Kirk. on God's green earth was that? Like what? I, I what was that? I mean that that had to be the dumbest play call I've ever seen. I, I don't understand when you, you have that first drive and you come back and you feel like you have to be cute and trick them. No, you're you're moving the ball. I just I, yeah, I, he had a he had a rookie game as a head coach. I felt like um, you know it was that play call really just left me baffled. Like why you would do that in that situation, um, and then not going to Jefferson in the second half and really trying to get him more involved. I know they're doubling him, but you've been creative all year about getting him the ball. And so, um, yeah, he, well, he Chip, he's the one he O'Connell more than anybody, especially in this, the, the, the good TV analysis he does with Bursich says, we got to let the play play out. We got to trust JJ. Okay. One yeah. catch in the second half is not trusting J.J. Well, and the other thing, his explanation after the game about that, the, the final play, too, is he didn't want to be in Cousins' ear. He wants him to play free. 
in that situation, if you're the head coach, don't you have to remind him with all the pressure and everything is like, hey, you can't throw short here. Take a chance. If it's if nothing there, you got to push the ball down the field. We can't come off short. I mean, just to remind him, yes, Cousins is a veteran. Yes, he's highly paid, and he should know that. But I think when you're a coach, you have to <laughs> remind your quarterback that too because there's so much going on that, you know, take a chance if you have to, but we can't come up short here because the game's over. And so they took the worst option available. They, you know, he threw it down and he panicked and um, just tried to get the ball in his hand so he wouldn't end the game with a sack, and I understand that. But I, I still – all the catches that Jefferson made all year – I would throw it down there and just say, you know what, if it gets picked off or it's not, yes. at least I tried going to my best player. I tried going to my best player. About a minute and a half to go. I want to mention Maya Moore before we're out for the Wolves game. Maya Moore is the greatest winner to ever play in Minnesota sports because mm-hmm. she won in junior high. She won in high school. She won in college. She won the pros. She won golds. She won internationally. And still, Chip, even with all, with the titles here, I think there's still, and I think we've all known she's been retired now for multiple years, yeah, Freen, yeah. who now is her husband. There's still a couple of questions like, why didn't you play more? What exactly happened? And it's yeah. it, it, she's a top 10 all-time <laughs> player, but it's fair to think that dynamic with her and Reeve or whatever happened, I mean, as yeah. great as they were, she walked away awfully, uh, awfully young. Well, that was the thing. That was what was so u- unusual about it. It was like, she was still the best player or one of the you know yes. three best players in the league when she walked away. And we just don't see that uh, no. too often in sports where someone that's at the pinnacle of their career just say, you know what, I'm going to walk away and go do something else. And what she's done is, is doing is tremendous Amazing. work, obviously. Yep. It's, it's, it, you know, it means a lot to her. But, um, yeah, I mean, there could have been a lot more on her resume, but it's still <laughs> all of her oh, resume. That's what I'm saying. She's <laughs> one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. I remember early in her career you could count on one hand the number of times she's lost going back to high school, she was that much of a winner. And so right. uh, good for her, and I hope she gets the, the publicity here now that she's officially retired. Uh, well stated. It, lengthy, lengthy, lengthy resume. And again, the greatest winner to ever play in Minnesota sports. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk soon. All right, brother. We'll see you. Chip Scoggins, time for the Wolves. Any uh, window issues, go with Lindis Construction in Infinity by Marvin Windows. Enjoy Cal, Allen, and the Wolves and Jazz They come up next on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 